Welcome, everybody, to NFL Insights coming to you from Studio K in West Babylon, New York. Brennan is coming off a pedestrian for him, 7-5 and five record in Week 7 action. We're going to, without further ado, go right to uh, Week 8 action. And the first one that we have to break down for you is the 5-2 and two Bengals at the 1-5 and five Jets. I'm assuming that you're going to go with the Bengals. Yeah, you're right. It's you're right. It's a very this is going to be a very one-sided game. The Bengals just came off the most impressive win they've had in a couple of years, I think, as they blew out their divisional rival Ravens in a lot of pe- in a game a lot of people thought the Ravens would win, myself included. And not only did they beat them, they blew them out on the road and it was the largest margin of victory versus the Ravens in franchise history. The Ravens had dominated that rivalry for the past couple of years and on the other side same old same old jets one and five we knew it would be a difficult year because they picked our because they have they drafted a rookie quarterback and every rookie quarterback's first year is a little bit of a learning experience and unfortunately zach wilson got hurt during the game against the patriots where the jets gave up 50 points and zach wilson's going to be out for two to four weeks so that means Mike White is going to start at quarterback, and I had no idea who that even was when I found out he was playing after Zach Wilson got hurt. So yeah, no Zach Wilson. Tevin Coleman, running back, is out. And Corey Davis, one of their top free agent pickups, is doubtful, so he's probably not going to play. And yeah, the Bengals blew out the Ravens on the road, and now they're going to blow out the Jets on the road. The Bengals are going to annihilate the Jets. Okay, let's head a bit south from MetLife Stadium and go down to Indy, where the 3-4 and four Colts will be taking on the 5-2 and two Titans. Colts coming off, a, would you call it an impressive win over the 49ers? Not really, because the 49ers don't look to be that good of a team right now, and their other two wins came against the Dolphins and Texans, who are at the very bottom of the league right now. And... Uh, on the other side, the Titans are who I'm more impressed with. They might be one of the best teams in the AFC because they beat the Bills and the Chiefs in back-to-back weeks, the two teams that played in the AFC Championship last year. And uh, I'm going to go with the Titans here, but one thing to keep an eye on is that Julio Jones is going to miss this game due to a hamstring injury, and uh, he's been a little disappointing so far, but there's still plenty of time to turn his season around. And I know divisional games are always weird, and... Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the Colts were to win this one, but I still think the Titans are the better team. So that's who I'm picking. Okay, let's head down to Houston. And I'm going to assume that because you didn't take the Bengals as the lock of the week, that the 6-1 and one Rams visiting the 1-6 and six Texans is your lock of the week? Yes, it is. Uh, the Rams have been my lock of the week for the past two weeks now, I think. And it's been, it's been a pretty good decision for me so far as I picked them to beat the Giants and Lions in lock of the week. And it worked. And yeah, the Texans, like I just said while we were talking about the Titans and Colts game, they're one of the worst teams in the league right now. They can't score points. They haven't scored a touchdown in two games, and the defense can't stop anyone either. Um, I know rookie quarterback Davis Mills took the field a lot sooner than the Texans were expecting after Tyrod Taylor injured his hamstring, but yeah, it hasn't been all that good so far for Mills. I know he was a third-round pick and not a first-round pick, but... uh, he hasn't done all that well, but I know there isn't a lot of talent around the Texans either. And notably, the Texans traded Mark Ingram, one of their many running backs, back to the 
Saints, where he started his career, and that inspired Brandon Cooks to take to Twitter to voice his frustration. He wasn't happy, I can tell you that. And it wouldn't surprise me if he gets traded later, maybe a couple of days after this game, because he's been traded a million times before. And there's the possibility that Deshaun Watson gets traded for a ton of draft picks, although I don't think it'll happen. But uh, yeah, the Rams are just going to annihilate this team. They're going to win big. All right, let's go to Cleveland, uh, an, an AFC North uh, bruising game. Uh, the 3-3 three and three Steelers at the 4-3 and three Browns. Uh, this Games in this series are always tough. Yep, their division games are always tough regardless of division for the most part, in my opinion. And yeah, this is going to be a really good one. This is probably this is probably what I'm going to watch mainly at in the in the one o'clock area. And yeah, these two teams, it's always interesting when these two play. They met in the wild card last year and where the Browns got their first playoff victory in a million years. And of course, there was that game a couple years ago with the Miles Garrett and Mason Rudolph controversy. So yeah, it's this is a pretty intense rivalry, and uh, this is a really big game for both of these teams. The Browns are 4-3, and three, but they're pretty banged up. No Kareem Hunt, uh, no Denzel Ward, and Baker Mayfield is going to play, but he's really banged up. He has a fully torn labrum in his left shoulder, as well as some kind of fracture, but apparently it's starting to heal up. And doctors cleared him for this game, but I'm really nervous about him for this season, not really long-term. And on the Steelers' side, um, Eric Ebron is out with a hamstring injury, and Melvin Ingram is doubtful, I believe. And yeah, Ben Roethlisberger, he's, they got the win last time we saw them versus the Seahawks, but uh, Ben Roethlisberger is definitely near the end of his career. And uh, this is probably going to be a really defensive, heavy, uh, this is going to be a defensive struggle, a defensive heavy game, I think. And uh, it's really tough. It could go either way, but I think I'm going to take the Steelers. You sound a little unsure there, but we'll uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, let's head to Detroit, where we just shake our heads and and look away at the 0-7 Lions as they welcome in the 2-5 Eagles. What do you see here? Uh, this could be closer than people think. Uh, yes, the Lions are the only remaining winless team in the league. And here's a statistic for you. Last time they were 0-7, it was 2008 when they became the first team to go 0-16. And that's not a good statistic because they're 0-7 right now. And yeah, the talent level is pretty low. But the Eagles aren't that good either. Um, The offense hasn't really been doing all that great, even though Nick Sirianni was supposed to be an offensive-minded coach. And the defense... Can't really stop anyone either. I I have concerns about Jalen Hurts. Uh, uh, I have concerns about Jalen Hurts to be the long-term quarterback for the Eagles. But the good news is if the draft were to start today, I believe they would have three first-round picks in the top ten. So that could be so that could be really good for them if they draft well. But uh, yeah, this could be a rough one for the Eagles because they've they're struggling on both sides of the ball, and they just placed Miles Sanders, their running back, on IR. So that could be something that impacts them. And uh, I know they're going to be on the road, and I know I made a lot of cases to pick against the Eagles, but I'm going to take them anyway. But it wouldn't surprise me if the Lions finally get that first win here. 
Okay, let's go to Chicago, uh, where the three and four Bears having another terrible season under supposed offensive mastermind Matt Nagy welcome in the two and four San Francisco 49ers. What do you see going on here? Speaking of Matt Nagy, he is not going to coach this game due to coronavirus protocols, so he will not coach. And it's been a pretty rough year as per usual under under Matt Nagy, so it seems. The offense has a really hard time scoring. They could only score three points against a Buccaneers defense that was kind of struggling through this in the secondary. And uh, the defense can't really stop the, the good teams. And the 49ers, it's been a rough season. There's still time to turn it around, I think, but it's going to be tough. The schedule is pretty hard, and uh, the offense and defense are kind of struggling on the, with the 49ers, too. And uh, the 49ers still don't have George Kittle, although he should come back next week. And a lot of people want to see Trey Lance be the full-time starter, but it's still not going to happen yet. Um, it's going to be a really defensive, heavy game, I feel, but... Uh, I'm going to go with the veteran quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo, and I'm going to go with the team that has the better overall talent, I think, with the 49ers. All right, let's head down to Hotlanta, uh, where we have teams meeting each other that are seem to be trending in different directions. Falcons uh, seem to be on the come up, while the Panthers uh, seem to be fading. Yeah, the Falcons are at 3-3. Three and three. Those three wins did come against the Giants, Jets, and Dolphins, not exactly the greatest of teams, but still 3-3. Three and three. And the Panthers started off 3-0 and with a pretty easy first couple of games, and now and then it's completely fallen apart. They're 3-0 and with Christian McCaffrey, and then 0-4 without him. The offense is having a really hard time scoring points, while the defense is starting to give up a lot of points them, themselves. And every week, Sam Darnold appears to not be a, a, the long-term answer at the quarterback position. They're rumored, they were rumored to pursue Deshaun Watson, but not during the trade deadline, maybe in the offseason if his allegations get cleared up. Um, division games are weird, but uh, I'm going to take the Falcons here. But one thing to note is that the Panthers activated Stefan Gilmore off of the pup list, so that could maybe impact things. It could be, uh, it could probably be an interesting game, maybe, but I still think the Falcons are the better team right now with the the better quarterback. So I'm going to take the Falcons to win. All right, let's head out to Western New York where the four and two Bills will meet up with the visiting one and six Dolphins. Uh, this one seems to favor the Bills on paper. Yeah, it does. Uh, the Bills lost last time we saw them back in week six. It was a tough loss to the Titans. Josh Allen didn't pick up a fourth down that would have most likely resulted in a touchdown. It was a tough loss, but the Bills are still a really good team. And uh, the Dolphins, I can't really say the same for them. They started off 1-0 with a win on the road against the Patriots, but then they've lost six straight. The decision to take Tua Tungabailoa over Justin Herbert looks like a franchise-altering mistake. He's really not playing very well. And the defense had a lot of expectations, and they haven't been really great at all. And the Dolphins are the team that have the most Deshaun Watson rumors around them, but... I still don't think anything's going to happen there, but uh, Watson's definitely an upgrade over Tunga Vailoa, but I still don't think they make a move. Uh, one thing to note for the Bills is that Dawson Knox is out for this game after suffering a broken hand a couple of weeks ago against the Titans. He should be back soon, but even without him, I think the Bills will be just fine when it comes to this game. The Bills have won a couple of 
games in a row versus the Dolphins. And uh, with this game being played in Buffalo, the Bills should probably have a blowout victory. All right, let's head out to the West Coast where the 4-2 and two Los Angeles Chargers will be welcoming the 3-4 and four Patriots to SoFi. What do you see here? So the Chargers were on their bye last week, and last time we saw them, they got blown out by the Ravens. People thought they would make it close, but that didn't happen. But I'm sure that the Chargers are desperate to get to get a win after what happened two weeks ago. And the Patriots came off of a win where they put up 50 points on the Jets, and the defense limited them to barely any points. But that's really not that impressive because it's the Jets. Here's a here's a, here's a here's a statistic for you: the Patriots are three and over as rookie quarterbacks. Zach Wilson twice and, and Davis Mills and Owen four versus non rookie quarterbacks. So that should be, that should tell you everything you need to know for this one. I think uh, Justin Herbert's been playing really well. And uh, I think the, that trend for the Patriots continues where they're winless against veteran quarterbacks. So I'm going to pick the chargers here at home. Okay. And what appears to be a real stinker out in Seattle, uh, the two and five Seahawks uh, will welcome in the one and five Jaguars. So the, so the Jaguars were on their bye week as well. But last time we saw them, they were, they beat the, they beat the Dolphins in London and they got their first win of the season, which was very nice. And uh, over on the Seahawks side, it's really not looking well over there. They're two and five and the Cardinals are seven and one, and the Rams are six and one, and will probably be seven and one tomorrow. And it might be too late already. The offense has really struggled without Russell Wilson, and the defense has been playing pretty well. But uh, it's mainly been the offense's fault the past couple of weeks. Uh, Geno Smith is not Russell Wilson, and they really, they really need him back soon. But Russell Wilson should be back for Week Ten. After I believe they're on their bye Week Nine, and Wilson should finally come back. Week ten, but there's a people. People are asking a lot of questions about Russell Wilson. Could this be his last year in in Seattle? Maybe will he be elsewhere? I don't think so, but we'll have to wait and see. Um, this is this is going to be a really close game, and Geno Smith has put them in positions to win, but the Seahawks in position to win, but he's always come up short. But uh, they're at home, and it's a, a rookie quarterback along with a first time head coach at the NFL level, and. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if the Jaguars won, but I'm going to pick the Seahawks at home. Okay, uh, let's get mile high and go out to Denver, where the three and four Broncos will welcome in the two and five Washington football team. Yeah, this is another pretty bad game. Neither of these teams have been looking pretty good, and I don't expect either of them to make the playoffs as well. Uh, the Broncos started off three and zero, but that was within very easy schedule: Giants, Jaguar, Jaguars, and Jets, and then they've lost four in a row and the Washington football team people were a little excited about them but uh, not doing well Taylor Heineke doesn't look to be the long-term answer at quarterback and people thought the defense would be good but no it's been terrible they've been giving up nearly 30 points per game and uh, the Broncos have been struggling to score points but the good news is that Jerry Judy is gonna has been activated off off of IR and should play after suffering a high ankle sprain way back in week one the Broncos are at home and Denver could be is a kind of a kind of a tough place to play, and uh, I'm going to pick the Broncos here. Okay, let's go to New Orleans, where the four and two Saints, coming off a win against the Seahawks, will welcome in the six and one Bucks. Important game. Yes, it is. Uh, the Buccaneers are still two games ahead of the Saints, but it's important to note that 
the Buccaneers lost both regular season matchups to the Saints last year before beating them in the playoffs in the divisional round when it really mattered. And uh, both of those, all three of those games, Drew Brees was the quarterback of the Saints, and he is now no longer there. It's Jameis Winston, the guy who the Buccaneers picked number one overall in the 2015 NFL draft. It didn't work out there. Everyone will remember how he threw 30 touchdowns, but also 30 interceptions in 2019. And Winston's been taking pretty good care of the football, but hasn't put up tons of, he hasn't put up huge numbers in terms of passing yards. And yeah, the Saints don't have the weapons that the Buccaneers do. And a lot of people think this could be close. I think it maybe could be. The Saints do have a pretty good defense. Remember, they're the only team that beat the Packers so far, and they did it very convincingly at 30, a 38-3 victory way back in week one. But uh, the Buccaneers have superior weapons and the superior quarterback in Tom Brady. So I'm going to pick the Buccaneers to win on the road and improve to 7-1. and one. Okay, Sunday night, uh, your team, the Vikings, at 3-3, three and three, will be welcoming in the 5-1 and one Cowboys, and uh, this one's going to depend on uh, the health of Dak Prescott, eh? Yes, Dak Prescott, both of these teams were on their buys last week, and the Vikings, last time we saw them, they both of these teams got a win in overtime on the road. The Vikings beat the Panthers on the road in overtime, and the Cowboys had a wild win over the Patriots in overtime, but unfortunately for the Cowboys, Dak Prescott suffered a calf injury on the very final play of the game, which you hate to see that happen, and uh, they've been very cautious with him, and a lot of people think that uh, they shouldn't rush Dak Prescott back out there because you don't want to have him hurt his calf even more, and at 5-1, and one, and the Giants, Eagles, and Washington football team are all 2-5, and five, and there's no way they're going to win the division, so... It wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to sit Dak Prescott for one game because, you know, I'm the Cowboys. There there should be no worrying about the other teams catching up in the division. Uh, so it's still a mystery as to what's going on here. If Prescott can't play, Cooper Rush will play. But uh, I think the Vikings should still be preparing for Dak Prescott. It's going to be a game-time decision, and uh, it's going to be really tricky if... Dak Prescott plays, I'm probably going to lean towards the Cowboys, but if Cooper Rush were to play, I'd probably pick the Vikings, but we don't know right now. So I'm going to go with the assumption that Dak Prescott plays. He might still be able to, he might be a little hobbled or not 100, he might not be fully healthy, but uh, I'm going to go with the assumption that Prescott plays and I'm going to go with the Cowboys, but it wouldn't be surprising if the Vikings won uh, regardless of who's playing quarterback, in my opinion. All right, let's go to Monday night where uh, the Chiefs at three and four uh, could be playing for their lives uh, against the two and five Giants. Yeah, the Chiefs are three and four. They've their three wins came against the Eagles and Washington Football Team, two bad teams, and the Browns, where they got a little lucky. And their four wins, their four losses, came against all really good teams. They lost to the Bills, Chargers, Ravens, and Titans, all really good AFC teams, and it hurt. It really hurts the Chiefs to lose all four of those direct meetings. And, uh, yeah, the schedule doesn't get any easier. I know that the Packers, Raiders, and Cowboys are their next three games, and I really don't know if this team is going to make the playoffs, to be honest with you. I know I shouldn't uh, doubt Patrick Mahomes, but this is not the same Chiefs team as we've been seeing for the past couple of years. Um, the offense has been struggling, 
Uh, they really need another wide receiver. I know they signed Josh Gordon, but he hasn't been doing a whole lot recently. And the defense has reverted back to 2018 levels where they level where they couldn't stop anyone. But uh, the Giants, luckily for the Chiefs, they're, the Giants aren't a really good football team either. And Saquon Barkley and Kenny Galladay will, will be out again. And unfortunately for the Giants, Jabril Pepper is one of their best defensive players and maybe one of their best players overall. Uh, this suffered what I heard was an ACL rupture slash high ankle sprain. So that means I think they ruled him out for the rest of the season, which is very unfortunate. Uh, the Chiefs should score a lot against this banged up Giants defense and the defense should have a pretty good game against the the Giants offense so the Chiefs should get a win at home to improve to four and four and there it is folks you heard it here first uh don't forget to follow Brennan on Twitter at PhD in NFL and also go see his work at qblist.com where he contributes to the column beating the spread all right take care everybody